Boundless Authenticity Podcast, where we discuss everything related to the evolution of human consciousness. Thanks for tuning in to the Boundless Authenticity Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Romshri Ashesh. Romshri is the founder of Awakening Love Academy, and she specializes in clinical hypnotherapy, theta healing, hypnobirthing, tarot card reading, crystal therapy, aura and chakra balancing, and more. I wanted to get Ramshri on the show for a long time now. However, it was all about divine timing. Ramshri has been a great influence in my life over the past few years or so, a mentor and a great friend. She has been so good to me, so loving and inspiring. And anytime I have things that I might be working on, I can always count on my friendship with her to be a loving, supporting, and healing experience. This is truly my honor to have her on the show today. I wish for you all to enjoy her insight and wisdom. You can find Romshri by typing in on Instagram, Romshri Awakening Love, or you can visit her website, awakeninglove.co. Let's hop into the chat. So how's it going, Romshri? It's going awesome. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Yes, so finally we are here. Yes, finally. It's only taken, what, two and a half years to get you on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all about divine timing, as we say. Yeah, well, you can't do anything before it's time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go ahead and tell everybody who you are and what you do. Okay, so I'm Romshri and I'm from India and I've been working on human consciousness for so many years. Uh, basically, I started my journey with clinical hypnotherapy, that is the science of subconscious mind and then so many other modalities came into my life like theta healing, family constellation, tarot and so many other things. So I now have my own uh, academy where I teach and there are other instructors who also teach you know, courses based on subconscious mind. So it's going amazing. It's a beautiful journey. And I'm meeting amazing people like you because of this work. And I truly appreciate whatever you are doing on your platforms. Truly, truly appreciate it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm grateful to have met you. You were my first, uh, one of my first followers. I think I had like 13 followers or something when I started my new page. And uh, right. you're one of the first people we kind of just became friends yeah. right off the back. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm mostly just yelling at people about the subconscious mind. <laughs> and what I figured out is that in the Western world, hardly anybody really understands what that is. And mm -hmm. I meet a lot of experienced meditators or people who have had counseling and stuff like that. And, and nobody's ever really explained that to them. And it's like, mm -hmm. how are you going for therapeutic counseling and nobody's explained to you how your mind works well no wonder you're still struggling you know so that's why i have you on to kind of explain to people that there are more levels than yeah. just that you know so yes. in yeah so tell everybody what your favorite thing is about doing this work my favorite thing about doing this work is i you know, whenever I am working with people, if I'm teaching or I'm 
doing therapies on people there are so many things which i'm learning for myself for my own journey it's like i'm peeling my own layers through them they are just you know mirrors or you you can say reflections and uh it's been like many years now like i started my journey in 2008 and i still think that i'm learning but i observed one thing jyan that you know whenever i am going through something my clients my students will come to me and they will tell me exact thing what i am going through in my life and when i work on them i realize so many things i gained so many insights for myself so this is the best thing about this work uh you know that it's all about self work so we just play the role of therapist and client and whatever but it's all about self the journey is about self that's the best thing yeah i agree with you there because there's so many moments where i'm like wait a minute that was in me <laughs> you know and then sometimes you think it's because it's a situation that i haven't necessarily experienced it's the emotional right. content and the stories that kind of match up and it gets me every time and and i have to agree with you i really love that right i think that's that's both the thing that can be scary at times <laughs> but it's also the fuel to kind of keep going you know yeah right yeah yeah so let's talk about theta healing because you introduced me to this um way of doing things a while back and not only has it changed my life but you know, there's a lot of people that come to me and I just say hey listen you need to read this book <laughs> and it, it, it just the, the book in itself changes people It's magical. It does. It's magical. Theta healing is like when theta healing came into my life, I honestly rejected it. When I, you know, when it came to me for the very first time, because I was looking for something more, you know, spiritual, and my mind was like, uh, theta healing is something very scientific, and I'm not looking for any scientific thing. I'm looking for spiritual things. So in my mind, there was a big gap. and i could not understand at that time so i learned past life regression clinical hypnotherapy things which were you know hip that time and people were more aware about those terms like past life regression and all but when theta healing you know finally came into my life it truly changed my life on day one and i was like oh my god how could i you know reject this how could i avoid this modality for so many years but as we always say it's about timing timing is everything so it came at the right time when i was ready so theta healing when we say theta theta is uh, one of the brain waves our brain is always producing some brain waves like alpha beta theta and theta is a very sleepy brain wave when your brain waves your brain is uh, in a in such a deep state where you can actually create things you can uh learn new things very quickly this is the brain state where small babies you know they have this brain wave all the time from 0 to 7 years and this is the reason small babies learn uh, so many things so quickly on this planet they learn so quickly how to talk how to walk and how to use their limbs because they stay in theta brain wave and when you create the, that brain wave into a you know through a meditative process you return to that child like innocence and that is the time when you can create 
so many changes in your DNA. And when I say DNA, that is your uh, consciousness, not the scientific term, because I know uh, there must be so many people like me who would run away from the scientific term sometimes. There are people who like science, who, who love logic, and but there are so many people who think, no, we are looking for something spiritual, not science. But the thing is, it's, it's one. It's only one consciousness. So if I have two hands, one is physical, one is logic and science, and second is uh, spirituality and metaphysical aspect, and I cannot uh, reject one hand. I have to accept the both aspects of the life. So theta healing, you know, uh, came into my life and I realized that my DNA is everything. Uh, my DNA is a printout of my subconscious mind. It is like the expression of uh, my consciousness. Uh, it, it, there, there is so much to talk about theta healing. <laughs> I don't know where to start. If you ask me questions, I can answer. But yeah, it's, well, it's, it's a lifestyle. I would say it's not, it, now it's not just a modality for me, it's a lifestyle. Right. And I would agree with you there because because we are adults because we grow out of that natural state, we are constantly seeking something that I think that a lot of people don't really truly understand what they're seeking. And it's yeah. that feeling of being at home. And when you're in the theta state, you feel completely at home. You feel like you're connected as uh Viana calls it with all that is. Right. And um, it's a very comforting feeling that I guess you get to re-experience what it's like to be in that realm, if you want to call it that. And um, what I found for myself is that I wanted that. I was ready for that. And it was kind of like, it, it just you just blurted it out one day. <laughs> you were like, uh, you should read this book. And I was like, oh man, you're doing it again because I, you know, you're the only person on this planet that I listen to, period. Oh. Like, if you say, if you say something, I'll take it at face value. I'll be like, okay, boss, I'm going to go check this out. <laughs> you know, um, even the last thing that you, you told me about that book that you told me to, I offer already read it. <laughs> oh, wow. So already, yeah. So as soon as you tell me to do something, I know, you know, it's, it's God is telling me to do something. So, um, I guess my next question really is how does theta healing benefit the average person? I know that's multifaceted, but how explain? Yeah. So first of all, theta healing is all about self-honesty and self-responsibility. So if a person is, you know, a complete layman who has no knowledge about any kind of healing modality, still uh, this, um, you know, process is going to help that person to realize how we create our own programs, how we create our own belief systems and how belief systems are being manifested in our lives in good ways also and in some negative ways also. For example, diseases or disorders or uh, blockages in their finances or uh, relationship issues, all the aspects of, of our life. So a person would realize in a theta healing session uh, that, okay, everything is 
coded in the DNA in our belief systems. And uh, we have to be very honest with ourselves that this is my own creation and I have that power, I have that um, you know, way to release what, what is not serving me. And I call it self-responsibility. If a person do not hold self-responsibility, no matter what healing modality you are using, it's not going to work on them. So theta healing, you know, really, really help an average person to realize that they hold some accountability towards themselves. And they are the ones who are creating their lives. And they are the ones who also hold the power, who also hold that key to, you know, uh, unlock that mystery box and check, okay, I am the creator of all this nonsense and now I have that power to release it and create something good. So in Theta Healing, we say that everything is illusion. If you are happy, that is a happy illusion and you have all the rights to enjoy the happy illusions. And if you're not happy, that is a sad illusion and you have the power to let go of that illusion. But how? Only when you will realize that, okay, I had created this bad experiences unknowingly, you know, because some way it was serving me. For example, um, if a person says, you know, that I'm not able to save money, uh, Theta Healing will uh, offer a process called digging, where we ask persons certain questions where a person goes into subconscious mind and reply. And through that digging process, we reach the bottom belief. And sometimes a person says that if I have money, uh, I'll be alone. Perhaps that was the first experience in that person's life. Perhaps the father left house for earning money. Now money becomes an enemy, you know, the subconscious enemy for this person. Now this person is not able to save money. Perhaps person is earning a lot of money, but not able to save money. So uh, theta healing will make this person realize, okay, in my childhood, I this uh, particular belief system served me. How it serves this person? This belief system made this person to feel less lonely. So I guess when a person realizes now that experience is over and I'm ready to release it, that person can release it. So I think I made it clear. Right. Um, so how do these beliefs get in us? Is it just from childhood? Is it traumatic events at any point in our lifetime? Is it stuff from the ancestors? Is it all those things? All those things. Because, you know... We, we started our journey as being a single cell, you know, and uh, as an embryo. So cell is here just to learn from the environment. But if you ask how this cell was created at the first place, that was because of our genetics, because of our, of our parents, right? And how were our parents were created because of their parents. So of course, it's coming from the genetics also. So Theta Hearing says that, you know, all the belief systems are your experiences and hard experiences. Our subconscious mind is very smart, even though you create negative belief systems, but we have to realize and remember that those belief systems also served us. 
at that time and that's the reason your subconscious mind kept them you know in a very twisted way so yes we inherit our belief systems from our ancestors we call them gen- genetic belief systems like we inherit our body structures our eye color our hair color how we look like similarly we inherit their belief systems and habits we also call it epigenetics genetics is uh, what you inherit and epigenetics it is the consciousness which can actually change your genetics that is the virtue of your ancestors then coming to the next uh, segment of belief system is your core belief system that is your current life your childhood your prenatal memories what you picked up uh, from your mother's womb what you picked up from your environment and till date so whatever you are learning in the environment creating so many programs or belief systems in you third is uh, the third layer of uh, belief systems are the history level we call them group consciousness also when a large uh, group a large number of people think a similar thought for example that cancer is incurable or the world is harsh place to live so it's the group consciousness which we call history level and history level also carries the memories and belief systems coming from your past lives if you believe in reincarnation if you don't believe still it it is um, a group consciousness and the fourth layer is your soul level soul does not carry any belief system but if something is very very deep it reaches very near to your soul and we call it soul level and sometimes is the collective essence of all the three layers the genetic the core and the history when they become very hard and very deep and it reaches that particular belief system which is very close to your soul it becomes your soul level belief system which is very very close um for example if your ancestor used to think that people betray you will inherit that program in you and if uh, your childhood experience was that uh it's it's difficult to trust people that's a belief system in you if group consciousness in your history level you carried a program for example people are not trustworthy so these are sounding similar but these are like codings so you can't deal them in a similar way these are codings like mathematics so you have you have to address them in a very specific way so if you combine these three that people betray uh it's difficult to trust people and what what was the third one i i don't remember whatever so if if you collect the essence of these three something very deep will be created near your soul and uh, for example trusting people uh weakens me something like that so these are programs yeah. or belief systems yeah i can i can relate to that one i had a little touch of that one <laughs> <laughs> the 
perhaps that's why I, I, I picked up this example. <laughs> Maybe, you know, but I think that a lot of people have that these days. A lot of people walk around really believing that the world is a dangerous place. Maybe it's because of an experience they had, maybe they were bullied at school or maybe they just watch too much CNN and they see all of this stuff that it may or may not be happening in reality and they shut down and they go, Oh no, the world's a scary place. You can't trust people, you know? Right. And so and people don't understand. I try to do my best to explain it to them, but people don't understand that everything that we observe we assign a meaning to, and then that becomes stuck in the subconscious because the subconscious just wants us to be happy (laughs) and be safe, you know? And that's why when you said in a twisted way that subconscious doesn't realize what it's doing sometimes. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think I have a belief that chickens are amazing and that's why I keep (laughs) collecting chickens. (laughs) I I have no idea where... Huh? It, it must be because yeah, it must be because it started off with one chicken and I think my mom had a chicken and I was like oh this is so awesome and <laughs> it, it, like a crazy person every time it came time in the evening to feed the one chicken I would announce to the universe time to feed the chickens plural <laughs> and now here I am just like covered in chickens <laughs> <laughs> I think I got so much joy out of that that it kind of hardwired my system to be a a chicken whisperer or something. (laughs) It's selling you in some way. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I mean, let's talk about the DNA again for a second. So you mentioned that it's, you know, you have to bridge that spiritual aspect with the very rational scientific aspect. And we have people like Rupert Sheldrake and his theory of the morphogenetic field. And what really is that? What does that mean for us? Yeah. So, see, like on spiritual path or on scientific path, wherever we are, we are just, you know, kind of trying to explore more. And if we talk about spiritual path, it's all about self realization we're trying trying to understand ourselves so if you're talking about uh trying to understand yourself you have to understand what are you like if if you take the scientific approach you are your dna everything you are how you look like how your hair are how your eye color is everything is coded in your dna and it's not any confused on any confusing lines you know, maybe my hair color is like this maybe my eye color is, no it's it's very specific it's very very specific similarly our spiritual path should be very very specific but how would that happen when we will you know bridge this gap between the spiritual aspect and and this rational aspect so when I uh, talk about DNA I tell people that if you really really want to know about yourself, study your DNA, right? DNA is actually the expression of your entire consciousness, whatever you are. You are just a bundle of memories. When you address yourself, when you say that this is my name, you are actually telling people that I am this 
bundle of my memories right and your consciousness is also telling so many things which perhaps you don't know perhaps your consciousness is actually uh telling people in a very very silent way that you know these are my belief systems i have inherited from my ancestors these are the belief systems i have inherited from my mother's womb these are the belief systems which i have inherited from my past lives from the group consciousness where i am where i lived where i was born so it's all about you it's all about that bundle of memories in in india you know we have a very um, very beautiful line in a scripture it says neti neti uh, in sanskrit that means this not this not this not this neti neti i am not this i am not this i am not this that means you have to you have to expose all the illusions you have been carrying right so dna actually is a vehicle to know yourself to expose all those belief systems all those illusions you have been carrying inside you neti neti this is not me this is not me this is not me and then you will reach that consciousness which is pure where we reach in theta state you know the pure consciousness so dna will help you to know that what stories you have been telling yourself not only in this lifetime but but perhaps collectively uh, as your genetics as the group consciousness you will you will realize how many resentment you are carrying uh, how how much regrets you are carrying how much rejection you are carrying for yourself so many things which are actually jokes you know which should be like jokes but we we have been taking those things so seriously subconsciously so uh, first of all if you really really want to know about your dna you have to start from knowing your subconscious mind that is your habit mind and dna is actually the physical aspect of your subconscious mind if i just simplify it in one sentence dna is the print out of your subconscious mind whatever you carrying in it fascinating <laughs> there's nothing i can say about that you know let's move on to another harsher topic there and and forgive me you have to know that this is just my personality for the show but there's so much emphasis on trauma informed this and childhood trauma that and i because i tend to take that position uh, like what you just said that, you know the, i'm not this which reminds me of the krishnamurti thing honestly i'm not that right. you know the, you know this thing is not you know what i am when people say things like that I hear something different. I hear them wanting to prescribe themselves with this thing that may or may not be true, you know? And a lot of people want to blame the way that they behave currently on things that may or may not have happened in childhood that they don't they don't necessarily remember. They're just piecing together bits and pieces. And so when people come to me and say, "Ah, 
I'm mad at my father because he did this thing when I was six and now we mm. don't get along. I kind of go, well, you're 42 years old. Why, why, are you so <laughs> why are you so upset about what happened when you were six? And it, it always turns out to be something bigger. So could you unpack that fa family dynamic through the lens of the constellations, the family constellations thing that you are so skilled at? Mm, right. So first of all, I just want to uh, tell you one thing, you, that if a person is blaming or criticizing or just um, piling everything on their childhood or on their parents, the bottom line is that they are wounded and they are operating from their wounded self. They are operating from their survival self. So on subconscious is again the answer, right? So you cannot explain everything to them um, dealing with their conscious mind only. <laughs> they will never understand. Secondly, okay, family constellation, the second most favorite thing for me on this planet. I learned so much about myself, about my own journey because of this modality. And uh, it's a German therapy. And... Uh, uh, Bert Hellinger has done a lot of extensive work on family constellation. So many other people also have worked a lot in this field. Family constellation is something which helps you to acknowledge what happened in the energy field of your family. And it reminds you that family is actually your first platform to be manifested. So we all are part of divinity. We all are part of one consciousness, but family is something uh, which was our first platform to be manifested here on this planet. And we cannot deny certain facts. We cannot deny that we have received this gift of life from our parents. Family constellation also reminds you how to drop labels and see, acknowledge what happens or what happened. For example, if my father played a toxic role in, in family, and all my life, you know, I, I have been just blaming my father that, you know, because of him, this happened, because of the, him, this happened. I forgot to acknowledge that I came from him. When I forgot uh, giving him his appropriate position, I became bigger than him. Or I placed energetically myself equivalent to him. The moment I placed myself bigger than my parents or equivalent to my parents, I, I lost my position as a daughter. If I lose my position in the energy field of my family as a daughter, huge part of my consciousness was stop growing up. So it, it, it's a net, they, these are all natural laws. Nature, nature says that energy flow always comes from up towards down. So who, who came first? My, my great grandparents came first, then my parents came and then I came. So how the energy will flow? These are my roots. Even a plant needs their roots to grow up. But because, because of uh, the hurtful memories, you know, 
we only nurture our wounded self and it, it's very convenient and it's very it's it's a, it's a very safe zone to label people because these labels are actually helping us to be safe you know to not to get hurt again so we think okay i was hurt as a child i was unfulfilled unnurtured as a child now i will uh, chase some spiritual concepts in my life now i will chase some uh, worldly success in my life and one day i'll prove that i i didn't need all of you <laughs> but the truth is uh life reminds you to stop and take a u turn and just acknowledge just see without labels in front of your eyes just see uh without thinking who did what just acknowledge and looking at your father's eyes not in reality i'm not saying if your father was a rapist uh, go and look into his eyes i'm just saying that energetically in your mind if you tell your father or mother or any relationship just acknowledge the fact for example i acknowledge you are my father you are big i am small the moment you say this in family constellation we call them truth statements which actually unburden something from you and you just give appropriate position you are not rescripting anything you are not forgiving anyone you just acknowledge acknowledging and just by acknowledging you feel that something gets unblocked you know that flow of energy it's it's beautiful when it happens and you know when you when you see uh energy getting unlocked just by speaking some truth statements uh it's it's a big relief it's a big relief for people who come from family constellation and it actually gives you something which only your blood can give you mm. that warmth yeah it is it is that kind of a warm whole whole body in your soul type feeling and i wanted to take this opportunity to share this with the listeners about my life because i heard about family constellations not through you but through i can't remember who it is he's like an older guy and was, i was listening to something that was on Gaia TV, I want to say, a show. Made, uh, I think it was Open Minds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was mentioned. And what it made me realize is that I had somehow reached that conclusion on my own in a different way where it was related to my father because I always felt like he was the main abuser. And I took the long path, you know, I did the he did this to me and i'm going to have to learn to deal with that on my own and it was nothing but labels so oh, he's a narcissist and all kinds of things like that but until i eventually reached the point where i was ready to ask myself okay so if he's a narcissist what is that and why is that why is that something that he needs to be for me and it wasn't until i actually rewired my brain on that and healed from it that information was then revealed that he was this way because when he was a little boy he lived in a house with his mother they were very poor 
it was him and all his siblings had to share a bed, him and his sister and brother. And there was only two rooms in the house. His mother was a prostitute and she would bring men home and do what she did with them. And so they were exposed to that. They had to witness that. And they had a housekeeper that would interfere with him. And so when he was older, he was still carrying all this stuff. Right. And so it manifested in alcoholism and being very abusive and things like that. And I never knew that. And nobody ever thought to just tell me that. <laughs> it was the way that it was revealed was so casual because when he, when he died, I didn't flinch because I'd made peace with it. I understood what death was. I understood what his role was in my life. I essentially became the person that I am now because of him. And, um, you know, I love that. I love that it, that happened. And um, it was just interesting because it was so casual where my mom was like, oh, well, you know, this thing happened to him and when he was a little kid. And I was like, you just thought to tell me that now? <laughs> you know, if you told me that six years ago, I would have figured things out a whole lot easier. And at the same time, I had to say to her, but, you know, you're still carrying things, resentment towards him. What, how do you feel about that story? And she kind of got it. Like she's not really a spiritual type person. Like she's very rational and, and um, everything's got to be whatever sentence comes out of her mouth. That's the way it is. That's because that's how I see things, you know? So it's, you can't really have conversations past a certain point there, but she did understand what I was saying that she just didn't understand why she had to suffer. And I was like, well, connect those things, <laughs> you know, he, he did these things in his life. He experienced these things in his life. Why are you, why do you think that is in relation to you? She's kind of like, I don't know, <laughs> you know? So I, I'm glad that at least I got it because I wonder mm -hmm. I wonder because I did get that shift, how much of the entire family dynamic did change. Right. You know? And um, I think that's why healing and like you said, self-realization, I'm glad you said it the way that you did too, because people tend to bridge self-realization with the concept of enlightenment. And they think that, okay, now I'm enlightened. That's, that's all there is. And, you know, the fat lady saying, I can move on now, I'm enlightened. When it's an every day, every minute of the day type thing where you're just trying to understand yourself. Right. And um, this is going somewhere, I promise you. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder what the, the main issues are for people who come and you, and you hear what they're saying you hear the beliefs that they're putting forward and you say, Oh, you need family constellations. Like, how do you know? How do I know? See, I combine everything for healing is like a music for me. So when I, when I'm doing a session, I combine everything, wherever, you know, whatever is required. 
every science is amazing like you cannot compare biology with chemistry every every science is amazing so similarly in healing in my sessions i combine everything whatever is required so people come mostly uh, for four things relationship health money and very rare spiritual issues right when i say money all the physical aspect of life like their job career anything family constellation sometimes uh, if i intuitively i get the guidance that there is something uh, which is blocked in the family flow for example in your case it's a brilliant example of family constellation whatever you just told me because family constellation reminds you that no one is bad like it it took me years to realize you know that no one is bad It, this is the belief system of our wounded self who says no some evil exists some people are bad some people are good But the truth is no one is bad perhaps they are wounded perhaps like you told uh, the story of your father but as children we could never know the complete story of our parents because we are not supposed to know you know it's enough if we get to know about our own stories <laughs> forget about the uh, the stories of our parents we can never know and you don't know about the full story of your your grandmother they did whatever they thought was best whatever they could do as per their own wisdom so family constellation is such an amazing thing and it can address any issue it can address financial issues it can address relationship issues can address money issues beautifully money co- comes from the father side money and spirituality is very interesting thing that it's the same thing money and spirituality is both the father element money and spirituality both gives structure and meaning to your life and it always come from your father side but if your father failed for any reason to give you that stability that foundation or meaning you will go on chasing the spiritual teachers spiritual concepts but you still feel unfulfilled no matter how many books you read how many modalities you practice but the moment you take the u turn look at your father or look at your mother from mother uh, the worldly success comes the worldly success and how you receive abundance it's it's all about your mother because you learn receptivity from your mother so if you take a u turn and you can look into your mother's eyes energetically i'm again again mentioning this thing because sometimes people's wounded self you know they get scared okay i have to talk to my mother in real no you don't have to just mentally or energetically in a constellation session uh if you tell your mother just the acknowledgement that you are my mother and i received the gift of life from you and you just keep on looking into her eyes something gets unlocked and you you give yourself that position of, of a son of a child below your parents and only then you can receive that energy right and it's not about justifying whatever they did 
don't think that you're justifying okay he did this because of this she did this because of this. no you're not justifying you're not supposed to justify you are just acknowledging what is we call it acknowledging what is family constellation helps you to connect with the soul of your family with the soul self of your family members whatever you experienced on this planet with your family members you actually dealt with their wounded selves perhaps you could never get a chance to uh, have a conversation with their soul selves the moment you you see and address them at their soul self you realize that they were also growing like you they were also learning like you perhaps they lacked the tools you have now so so vaina also says one very beautiful thing i have learned from her that always give benefit of doubt to people always it will always help you to reach your empowered self it will always push you out of your uh, wounded self cycle if you start giving people a benefit of doubt so this is what i have learned from family constellation also hmm. i like that and i i like that you said that it's not about justifying the things that people say and do to you it's right. just kind of like programs you know just mm-hmm. these things are happening unknown to them and um when you said the thing about the success being from the father side that made sense because my ability to create became magnified when i made peace with the things that i perceived he had done to me absolutely and i was away from both my parents for many years so i i only had myself to look at when things didn't go right and the same thing kind of thing happened for me because i realized that in a weird way i had become the big one and both my parents became the children but it wasn't until 2 weeks ago when you said that to me where that i realized that a lot of my lifetime i'd kind of become the big one and they were the little ones and now mm-hmm. whenever i you know whenever i see my mom i immediately remember i'm the little one right and that makes a lot of the strange things <laughs> that i i necessarily don't like seem much more trivial because it's not my responsibility you know right and it's interesting because we do we can learn to do that we can learn to be that way for other people i like to say that nobody's ignorance is your responsibility whatever it is that they're ignoring in their life that's not you yours to fix and um it's easy to do that with the average person on the street or with friends or whatever you know but with your parents it's so difficult <laughs> it takes right. practice yeah it takes practice and also knowledge knowledge is the first step so like i always tell people that you are always a child like our parents say that you will always be, be a child to me 
that is true you will always be a child and a child always look for the parents no matter what your biological age is in the world you are your eyes are actually looking for the parents in the spiritual concepts your eyes are looking for the father in the worldly sexes your eyes is are looking for the mother and you will project what you are carrying for your parents so if your subconscious thinks that you are bigger than your parents then natural law says that the big one give and the small one receive this is the formula and when you are seeing this world from the similar eyes you are feeling that you are bigger than the world now how will you receive success from the world you are the big one you will always be a giver and you will find it difficult to receive so it's very important that we become child again to our parents no matter what happened just release your emotions your wounds heal them in therapies but again again tell your parents in your mind you are the big ones even if your father or mother was a toxic person check what did you learn from that toxicity what did you learn from those difficult situations did you develop any qualities in you if yes that came from your parents the whatever role they played whatever you are today you are because of those experiences so just tell a mental thanks to them because of this because of you i learned this 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 acknowledge the gift you received from them directly or indirectly but you received something so acknowledge that uh, whatever you received that will nurture your receptivity receptivity for truth receptivity for spiritual growth receptivity for material success all of them that is powerful <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any other insights about your work especially with how you combine different things together because it's not just theta healing and family constellations are there any particular insights that you could offer to people that maybe they are repetitive lessons yes there are repetitive lessons because we are growing in circles the growth is always circular so we again 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 uh face similar situations similar patterns in our life until we develop our virtues it's all about virtue so if you have any wound father wound mother wound or any issue or any pattern again again ask yourself what am i learning here what virtue or what quality i am developing because of this so when you say how do i combine things i i mostly start with clinical hypnotherapy because it's it's a very good tool to help people to you know let their emotions their pent up emotions to be, to be released sometimes people just want to vent and if if you start dealing with your logical mind it's it's going to drain both both of the persons like the client and the therapist both so it's it's better that you uh that i you know take the approach of clinical hypnotherapy put them into their subconscious mode and then allow them to release uh all the baggage all the emotions all the catharsis happens and then the second step is to very gently take them 
to that frequency where, where they can look at the learning, where they can see, okay, this is what I have been learning. For example, even today I was doing a session on a woman who was having this knee difficulties. So she has some joint problems in her knee and she cannot walk properly. And I have been doing a lot of work on her. So in initial stages, she released a lot of hatred, resentment for the husband, for the son, for all the masculine side of the family. And then today she was ready. She, uh, you know, she has less intensity of emotions and she was in a calmer state because she had already released her emotions. So now she was ready to see in theta state what she learned from all of those sufferings. And she realized that she learned that rigidity empowers her. That was a program. But she learned this. So I asked her, how do you feel if, if you're gentle? She says that people will just crush me. And that's how her knees are feeling right now, crushed inside. So then I asked her that, okay, so just check how rigidity served you. So it's very important that you acknowledge, you know, we very easily label emotions. Okay, this is resentment, this is rigidity. Now let's release it, heal this, you know. But it's very important that, that first you see how that particular emotion served you. So she said, okay, rigidity saved me from social shame. Rigidity made me very strong. I could raise my children alone and being rigid could save my properties, my wealth. So it served her in a great deal. How could she release it so easily? So, but Theta uh, empowers you to download new feelings, new positive feelings in a very uh, strong and quick way, very instantly. So I downloaded her how to be gentle and safe at the same time. So I combined theta healing in the session. And then I combined also family constellation where she could look into the husband's eyes and tell the husband, whatever happened, I allow you to take the share of your responsibility in that. I am the wife. I am not the husband. And the moment she said this, she was relieved. She could feel that share of baggage going back to the husband because unknowingly, subconsciously, she became both the husband and wife, like the parents for the children. So this is how I combined so many things together. It's, it's a very intuitive process, very intuitive process. But uh, when it makes sense to your client, only then it helps them. Yeah, I I agree with you there a hundred percent. When you said um, the thing about venting, I was trying not to bust out laughing because <laughs> I have had quite a few people. And people are stressed out in general. Yeah, like right, and, and they just they know why, but they at the same time they don't know why, and they just want to vent to somebody, and they think that that's what I'm here for. And it doesn't matter. They're just not in that space to acknowledge the problem, no matter what is said or what is done. And just they just don't want to do it. Would you Would you agree that in times like that, there's nothing that we can do? 
B means the, the therapist. The, the therapist, the practitioner. Therapist yeah. is not doing anything anyway. Yeah. <laughs> therapist is just a navigator. So yes, some like you know, healing is not something that you you are just pushing a resolution. You're not looking for any resolution. You're just helping the person to see what shit they have been carrying, you know, and just helping them to clean their own shit. So sometimes the shit. Sorry, I'm using this word, <laughs> but sometimes too much to handle. Sometimes so stinky that you know you can't handle it. But healing healing comes into stages. So you see, okay, huh? What is the amount of it? So you allow them to um, go through the catharsis where they went out. Uh, it's it's very important, and there are so many powerful uh, modality where they can release their baggage. Their you know they can vent very powerfully so they don't have to vent again and again if you are only dealing with their conscious mind they will vent out again and again for their entire life but if you are first putting them into their subconscious mind and then allow them to vent hopefully it will be just once or twice <laughs> right and that's that's that hit the nail right on the head because I remember in my earlier days, I thought, you know, if I just asked these clever questions, they would see on their own. And it was never until you take them into a brainwave change that they begin to detach from that a little bit. And then they start to tell the truth. And when they realize that they're telling the truth, it's almost like they go, oh, what was that? You know, but Every once in a while, you get that person <laughs> that just, they'll fight you on it. They'll fight you for that story. That's whatever they're getting out of that story. Like you said, it's serving them in some way and they don't quite want to let that go yet. And it's tough to watch. There's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> you know, it's nothing like I can do about honest, it. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but very honestly, I was the one who used to vent a lot. I was a crybaby. I used to cry a lot for small things in my therapies where I was learning. And when I, you know, used to have those practice sessions with my fellow therapists. So I remember being a crying bag all the time and venting and venting. But sometimes it's, it's also healing. It was required. So it happens. So if somebody's now venting in front of me, I remember that, okay, I would say once. But now I have tools how to help them to vent powerfully. Yeah. I See, I would never have pegged you for a person that cried for every little thing. <laughs> I was the opposite where I never cried. And I, I think that when I really started to heal, I did nothing but cry. <laughs> right. Yeah. Crying is healing. Yeah. But not yeah. always. Yeah, not always. Sometimes <laughs> it's just reaffirming that same thing, you know? Right. Well, crying is a yeah. initial stage, initial stage. Yeah. Well, you know, Ramshri, this has been a very informative chat. Thanks for being on the Boundless Authenticity podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to tell everyone again that you're the only person that I take advice from <laughs> because it's never advice. Advice giving is very useless because I, I'm not in the other person's shoes. So I, who am I to give them advice really? 
that's something you do with your friends. You know, you may throw out some casual ideas or you may say a statement that sounds like, oh, well, I react this way to those things, but that's not helpful either. You know, it's just words. And, um, it just about everything that you have ever said to me has helped me in some way, because it's usually something that I know, but I didn't really have the right linguistic, um, style of interpreting that in my own mind, there was just a block and it was like, you know, I know there's this thing. And so you're very good at what you do, even just in day-to-day interactions. And I consider you to be one of my greatest mentors. So thank oh my you. God. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's yeah. a complete honor. And you know, whatever you are doing, Jian, like I, I must say that, you know, I follow you very silently and I, I can see the powerful nudge you are giving to human consciousness. I truly, truly appreciate it. Yeah. Truly you appreciate me, it. You got me tearing up. You got me crying in front of everybody. No, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, yeah. your your friendship and your guidance means a lot to me. So thanks again. Same tell now. everybody, yeah, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram. Like if you can tag me, people can find me on Instagram. People can check my website also. That is www.awakeninglove.co. And uh, just that. Okay. <laughs> just type Rome Shri Awakening Love Academy and you will find me, hopefully. Okay. It will be in the show notes. 